Hey guys, welcome back to Couch Takes. If you enjoy the show, be sure to give us a follow on Instagram at Couch Takes and on Twitter at Couch underscore Takes. If you have a comment, suggestion, or question, DM us and you might be featured on next week's episode. What's going on everyone? Welcome back to Couch Takes. We got a great week up here and we got a lot of good stuff to talk about. Actually, right now, as we're recording this, uh, the U.S. women's national soccer team is in game one of the World Cup. Uh, They're playing Thailand right now. So if anything happens, you know, when we're recording, I guess we'll give our live reaction to it. Andrew, what do you think about all this? Um, I think it's really exciting. You got a lot of great things going on uh, for the U.S. You know, everybody's excited because they won the last World Cup, so they're in title defense. And like you said, they're starting the uh, starting the World Cup against Thailand. Really exciting. And like he said, we'll uh, let you guys know whatever happens. We're excited about, uh, and hopefully they make a really deep run, and I'd be super excited for them to win it all again. Yeah, it still kind of blows my mind that they even won it four years ago. You know what I mean? I know. It's And it's crazy, not only that they won it, but like it's crazy to think that that was four years ago. I like, know, I can still vividly remember it. Exactly. I remember it happening, and I was like, the U.S. soccer champ. It's like three words that shouldn't go together. You know what I mean? No, I know. It's crazy. Ho- hopefully, the men's can keep up, and because uh, the women are kicking their butts right now, dude. In the oh, U.S., dude. I mean. I, I mean, honestly, it's kind of pathetic. No, I mean, it really is. It's crazy, the... I guess skill difference between the two right now. So to move on, you have a favorite thing of the week this uh, this week, Andrew. Yeah, so I'm really excited to be here this week, and uh, my favorite thing of the week is Moe's Southwest Grill. Thank you, you so kidding. much to Moe's for sponsoring us. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. That, that is not true at all. Uh, Dude, they did not sponsor us. <laughs> no, uh, you can go get like a what is it, a wrong Doug? Is that what you called it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. If you, I mean, if you like that kind of stuff, you know, go check out Mo Southwest. But no, that is not my favorite thing of the week. I wish it was. But no, actually, my favorite thing of the week is um, I've been reading a lot of reports about a possible return of Aaron Judge for the Yankees as soon as the um, London series or the series in London versus the Red Sox, which is going to be really exciting. Which is, I want to say, I want to say game one of that series is June thirtieth, so like two weeks away. So they're saying, you know, at the earliest, that might be when he comes back. He's back at practice. Uh, that's really exciting. Uh, I'm I'm really, really hoping he's back soon. And if that's when it is, dude, that's going to be awesome. Dude, that's big news. And, like, I'm serious when I say that. Like, I'm not the biggest fan of Aaron Judge simply because of his play. Like, you know, I'm more of a, I guess, traditionalist in the way that I view baseball. Like, yeah, yeah. he hits a ton of home runs, but also you got to work on those strikeout numbers. You know what I mean? But – at the same time, Aaron Judge is great for baseball, and I'll be the first to acknowledge that. He's an exciting player that brings a lot to the game. You know what I mean? Yeah, he does. He he has a huge fan following, too. It's not even just Yankees players. Or, excuse me, fans. Yankees fans. Yeah, and that's what I mean. Is He's such an enamoring player and personality. Just, I mean, overall, pretty likable guy. I'll give him that. Uh, yeah, and, and that no, brings he, is, up, he is. That's hard to say for a Yankees player, For you know, for a lot of them anyway. <laughs> And I've seen uh, also, I don't know an actual timetable yet for um, Jan Carlo. I have seen that he's still kind of recovering, but um, hopefully we'll hear about him soon as well. Yeah. But hey, on the other side of that rivalry, um, I assume you heard the news. It's pretty crazy about uh, Big Poppy getting shot in the Dominican. Oh, David yeah, Ortiz. dude, that, that is just, that's un, that's unreal. That's not fair. That's not right. I don't like it at all. But, well, I you mean, know, I think it doesn't both matter. Have- to me, it doesn't matter if it was accidental or not. You know, that's yeah. it's just it's ridiculous. You know. No, I agree. 
I completely agree. I'm definitely praying for him, dude. I hope for a speedy recovery. Yeah, I think they said he's in stable condition. And they, I think they flew him into Boston. Uh, yeah, I saw that. The team paid for it, yeah. Yeah, which is super awesome of them to do, you know? Yeah, no, I thought that was really awesome. And plus, I've seen a lot of, um, you know, we've talked about things before on the podcast, things that um, I guess are over a rivalry, you know? And I've seen so many Yankees players, you know, tweet out, you know, like they're praying for him. They're hoping for his best. And I just think that's awesome, you know, that there's people who can look past a rivalry when you have horrible things like this happen. That's what I've noticed a lot in sports is that when tragedy strikes, it doesn't matter what side of, you know, what team you're on or anything. Yeah. People come together in sports. And that's why I love it so much. Uh, So, I mean, it's just awesome to see people come together just to support him like this. Just like people came together to support Jim Kelly all these years, you know. Oh, like, yeah. even if you hated him when he played, you got to give it up to the guy. He's beat cancer like what four times? Yeah, he's had it three or four times, which is unreal. Yeah. I mean, I can't, I couldn't imagine that. No, he's had a he's had a rough life, but dude, he took it like a champ. So hopefully, David uh, David Ortiz can take this in stride, and obviously hoping for a speedy recovery. But uh, I just felt like we had to touch on that for a second. So I'm glad yeah, no, uh, I'm, you had your I'm thing kind of tied in well. Yeah, but, I'm glad you brought it up. So. I guess to move on to my thing, um, I found a place to live, which is nice. After the summer, that is. But Yeah, um, Trey's been homeless. I, I don't know if you guys knew that or not. Yeah, I'm recording this on the side of the interstate. No, that's a joke. In a refrigerator box. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so if you hear any cars going by, just ignore that. I'll try to edit it out. <laughs> but it's kind of loud in here. But anyway, um, no, so I'm moving to Nashville. I don't know if I've mentioned this before. Um, for an internship I have at Vanderbilt. And um, I think me and Andrew, we've talked about this some, right? Yeah. I mean, we've talked about it. I'm pretty sure we've talked about it on the podcast, though, too. Yeah. So I'll be doing an internship with their athletic department up there, doing stuff for them. And I've known about this since January and just found a place to live yesterday. So I'm pretty excited. Yeah, no, that's awesome news. I bet you're ecstatic for real. When do you when did you say you move? Uh, It's like two months, like pretty much from today. So, okay. So that's not, I mean, that's really not that too long away for real. Exactly. Dude, that's why I was so nervous because we're getting down to crunch time and I, I didn't have a place to live. So, and I yeah, had no, to make this awesome. work. Like literally yeah, and, this is, um, this isn't just me like, you know, one, I'll go do an internship. No, it's, I had to do this to graduate from North Alabama. So, so yeah, like I had to get this done. So this is just a huge relief. I'm so excited about it. Yeah, no, that's awesome. Dude, then, hey, update. U.S. just scored. Really? Yeah, and then the 12th minute, they scored a goal against Thailand. Heck yeah, dude. Roll Tide. Or uh, USA, my bad. <laughs> yeah, USA, <laughs> let's go. <laughs> no, um, but uh, what I was going to say was, um, well, shoot, now I forgot. What Alex was I Morgan say? scored it, just so you know. But yeah, we can we can move on, but I thought that was pretty cool. Oh, 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 I remember what I was going to say now. Um, yeah, for those of you who are like wondering about it or like don't know, like this is not going to affect the podcast. Like We're going to keep doing it. It's not going to um, hurt us from doing anything like that if anyone was, like, wondering about that. Yeah, we'll get it done. So, from that to Oakland. Let's talk about that, Andrew. Man, game five. Uh, oh, yeah, for those of you who don't know, there was a whole um, – there's a, there's a, been a scheduling conflict with us, so we're recording this a day early. So, we're recording this on Tuesday. So, last night was game five uh, when we were recording this. So, for you, it'll be three days ago when you're listening to this but um dude that game was unreal like i i thought for maybe the i want to say the um, from minute 
five down to when there was like a minute and 10 seconds left. I was like, dude, the Raptors got this in the bag. I was like, Kawhi is in his bag this game. Like he is feeling it. They've got it for sure. But somehow the Warriors did it again without KD. You know, prayers up for him too. I hope he's okay. But man, that was that was kind of frustrating to watch because I kind of last night, for some reason, something in me is like, okay, I'm excited. The Raptors are gonna win it. They're gonna win it all. This is kind of cool. And I was I've told talked about it before, you know, I'm kind of conflicted on who I want it to win. But for some reason last night I was all in on the Raptors. Well, me and Andrew had very different takes on this. Um, and if y'all remember last week when we started doing our anti-takes, Andrew, uh, his <laughs> yeah. take almost came true. I think they were tied 1-1 <laughs> one, one last week, and Andrew was like, Golden State will you know, win the next three games. And, dude, Toronto won the next two. I was like, oh, my God, this anti-take, this is what we need to start doing. We need to start Skip Bayless in this thing. And we'll start getting everything right. Dude, we just got to say the most outrageous, ridiculous things. And they're going to, it's whatever of that is, it's going to be the opposite. I mean, it almost That's gonna worked. That's going to be so awesome. Oh, it almost worked. I was like super excited about it. And I didn't even <laughs> intend for it to happen. To be honest with you, when I said it, I kind of meant it. I um, kind of figured that the Warriors might win the next three games. And yeah, I did but, say, but, when is, uh, what day is, um, game six because it's in oakland now so i want to say the game six is on thursday right i think it's on wednesday i hope it's on wednesday i'm ready dude i'm ready i'm like all in on this series this has been really exciting and this has been a really exciting series that i did not expect coming you know what i mean yeah and you know i i just want to say that me and you are kind of on the opposite end of the spectrum here and we were kind of arguing about it last night over text after the game but uh um, yeah but, you know, I was like, I don't want to just start this. I guess we can save it for the podcast. But um, I'm pulling for Golden State. I really am. Yeah. And it's simply from a from a rivalry standpoint, as in the, the Sixers and the Raptors are division rivals, you know? So it's like, why pull for them if I could pull for someone else? It's like, it's dude, you're going to hate me for this too, but it's like if the Patriots are in the Super Bowl, but it's also a te- another team that I don't like in the Super Bowl, I'll just pull for the Patriots because what's going to be different next year? That's, you know what I mean? No, nah, that's stupid. No. I well, I guess, well, actually, no, I kind of understand that because I, I would, I see what you're saying, yeah. If one of my rivals was in the national championship or the Super Bowl, I'd root against them too. Well, see, my reasoning is like, think about when the Eagles won the Super Bowl. I was cool with them winning it. That was cool. But then we had to see the media just fawn over the Eagles for like eight months. Which I, I don't know. It just to me, it's like when the Patriots win, they they win and we move on. But it's because people don't want to talk about it. I know, and and it's honestly like I'm kind of okay with that because I'm I'm more just depressed that my team didn't. But you oh know, yeah, I mean, that it goes tears for any sport. Up. Yeah, yeah, no, it tears me up when uh, the Packers don't even make the playoffs, dude. So at least you can kind of see where I'm coming from. I, I to me, I'm just reaching more towards normality at this point. I'm just like the Warriors win. I don't have to hear about it the rest of the summer, so that's cool. But if the Raptors win, we got to hear about how Toronto can start a new dynasty if they sign Kawhi this summer, you know. So. Oh yeah, Kawhi might be uh, Kawhi might be becoming the greatest player of all time. Who knows? Who knows what's <laughs> gonna happen? Oh my God, he's Is incredible. Kawhi better than LeBron James? Yeah, I know. We'd hear that so much. That is true. And I think where because you know I see exactly what you're saying with the whole rivalry thing. I think I'd see it from the same point of view if uh, I felt that way. But I think for me, where the conflict of interest comes in is you know. Raptors are this sounds like extremely like Canadian or not Canadian American of me but I'm like you know I don't really want a Canadian team to win the American League but at the same time 
I feel like I feel like most people do not like California. So like um, I feel like the Warriors <laughs> don't really represent America that well. So honestly, this is I mean it's not, but at the same time for me, I kind of see it as like America versus Canada. And I dude, I just I don't want the Warriors to win. I really don't. But I don't want Canada or Canadians to have that satisfaction either. So well, it's like, I don't know. Well, think about it this way. I wonder how Canadians feel about hockey and you know think about it in the nhl most hockey teams are american even though it's a canadian sport basically you know yeah but a canadian team hasn't won the cup since like the 80s yeah no, i don't that's know if you true that or not but it's kind of nuts so uh and speaking of which it's you know game seven is on thursday and like we said we you know we're recording this days prior so we we you know we we're, it's gonna be no no actually you know, game seven is on wednesday that's what I was thinking. So yeah. So when this is out, you know the world will already know who the Stanley Cup champion is. So we're gonna do our best this week to kind of give our take on what we think is gonna happen, and then next week we can kind of go back and look at what happened. Does that make sense? Yeah, I think so. Makes sense for me. I hope it makes sense for them because they can't respond right now. Yeah. Okay. Good. <laughs> as long as we're on the <laughs> same page. <laughs> No, but, uh, okay, honestly, it's been such a back-and-forth series between the Bruins and the Blues. I mean, literally, it's one game after another. I Honestly, I think that's how the last game is going to be. I think it might be, like, this is, okay, this is going to be my super-specific take, okay? Okay. Bruins Shoot. are going to score two goals. One of them's going to be in a power play. Blues are going to score two power play goals to tie it up. Bruins are going to score one in the last three minutes and win the Cup. That's That's my prediction. Okay, who do you have? Who winning the cup? You said the Bruins? Yes. Okay. See, I think the same thing, but to me, I usually, when it comes to game sevens and just about any sport, I'm going to go with the home team. Uh, this game's in Boston. I uh, I do like the Blues. I thought that maybe that they were going to win it after they stole that game in Boston. But last night, game six, um, or was it two days ago? Game six. I want to yeah. say the, uh, you know, Bruins stole one in Missouri or yeah, yeah, excuse me, Missouri. So I think I'll probably go with the home team. I'll say the Bruins take it all game seven, but um, I don't know. I think it'll be entertaining. Hopefully it's really tight and not a blowout like several of the other games in this series. You, uh, you want to guess the final score? Mm, I'm going to say three to Boston. Oh, so we're both guessing the same score then. Yeah. Okay. Uh, no, you know what? I don't want to do that. I don't like agreeing with you. I'm going to say 4-2. Okay, thank you for saying that <laughs> and hurting my soul. But uh, Okay, good. 4-2 and 3-2. I guess we'll see how we did next week. But, um, but yeah, you know, I want to go back to the Warriors for a second and specifically KD because I'm sure you saw the video of that injury that he oh, had yeah. last night. It looked awful, dude. Dude, that it's like that's one of those injuries where it's like it was everything was completely under the skin and it's one of the grossest things I've ever seen, man. Oh yeah, you could see like the pop. Like when you were watching it in slow motion and they zoomed in, you know, you could literally see the pop in his leg, like where it like popped up and down. Uh, oh hey, my god. Hey, one sec. US two to nothing. Really? Yeah. They Dang, scored, dude. They scored two goals in twenty minutes. This one was uh Rose Lavelle. So Dude, it feels so nice to be an them. American. It feels so nice to be an American. USA. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. So anyway, the KD thing. Yeah, dude, it was it was rough to watch, especially like because I'm not the biggest like KD fan in the world, but like I don't want anything like that to happen to anybody. You know right. what I mean? Especially right. for someone 
to honestly, I kind of felt like the only reason he was back was for his teammates. I don't think he was really back because he felt like he was ready to be back, you know? Yeah, for sure. Oh, for sure. So I'm not really sure if yeah, I don't it just makes me feel worse for him, you know. And I don't I don't know if the organization pushed him out cuz I'm sure he was like, "Yeah, no, 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 let me play, let me play." But they might not should have let him play. No. Especially I mean, after what happened last night. Well, I mean, you know, hindsight's 2020, but I just it's it's a tough call really because it's like, of course, why wouldn't you want Kevin Durant on the court, you know? Yeah, I know we talked I mean, about how, are they better without him, but it's like if you had an option to add him, I guess the the answer would still be yes, you know. Yeah. So I I mean I would have put him in if I thought he was ready, but the, the question is like what made them think he was ready? Did they think he was like fifty percent? So like hey, fifty percent is good enough. We can't lose this game. Well, it was probably you know like you said he he probably wanted to be out there for his teammates. Yeah, I think he was probably pounding the table to get back out there. You know, I'm fine. I'm ready to go. You know. Yeah, I I would think so. I'm sure he was definitely in every meeting, every practice, being like, "Hey, look, give me the chance." I feel like he probably was making it out to be like he felt better than he actually was. Right, and I mean, you can't blame him for that because who doesn't want to play in the NBA Finals? But at some point, you have to tell them, "No, you're not ready." You know. Yeah. Like, no, I, that's I see. I've seen so many things about it. Like Charles Barkley got really upset about it, talking about how he thinks the Warriors should be ashamed of themselves. All these things, like they should have kept him out no matter what happened. But I mean, dude, it's the NBA Finals. He was probably begging to come back. I can imagine. I mean, there's a lot of emotions and politics and all kinds of things around a decision like that. And I'm I'm sure he just won out. He's like, no, look, just give me the chance. We we can't lose this game, you know. It yeah, was just a I risk mean, they had to take. They felt like they had to take it, so take it. Yeah, but, but dude, this was a bad injury. Like it looked like a snap, like an Achilles snap. I mean, I'm not yeah, a doctor, he, but it, yeah. it just looked bad, you know. I mean, I yeah, I don't know what it could have been, but I've seen a bunch of things saying that, you know he ruptured his Achilles or something like that. So how do you think this is going to affect him going into free agency? Um, I think a well, I don't know. I see. I don't know if whether they win win it all you know whether they complete this 3-1 comeback or not is going to affect it um maybe it might be in warriors fans um best interest to lose this series if they want him to come back because why would he come back if they, why would he come back if they're going to win it with or without him you know right right but i mean they would have won it with or without him all these past three years anyway probably so i don't know if that's really a great argument either so I don't know if the how what much the injury is going to affect his decision. I've seen a lot of things about he want uh, he wants to leave. Other people are like no, he he likes it in Golden State. So I'm really not sure. There's so many conflicting things. I think he's probably going to leave though. But what about from the other side though? How are teams going to treat it? Well, they I mean, do you still offer him a supermax even though he's not going to play most, if not all, of next year? You don't think he'll play next year? An Achilles injury is huge, man. Like that's an entire season out for you know if if you rupture your Achilles in uh in the preseason in football you're out the whole season, like you're yeah, not coming but, back for the Super Bowl you're out you know yeah I know but there's no way he'd miss the whole next season. You mean the 2019 2020 so. season? Yeah, I don't think so. If he comes back, he might be back for the playoffs. That's what I think. See, I would think he'd come back by mid season, about halfway I don't know, through, man. See, I don't know. I, I could see him staying in Golden State. I mean, I really have no idea. I hope he doesn't. I hope he goes somewhere else. I'd like to see that and maybe get a little bit of, 
you know, com- competition out there. That'd you know, be kind of okay. cool. Football is too, so don't get me wrong when I say this, but basketball is really stressful on your joints, you know, with all the jumping and the pivoting and everything. Yeah, no, absolutely. Like, have, you've seen how they pivot and they stop real quick. Have, you, know, you see how much their yeah. feet bend and all that pressure's on the Achilles right there. Oh, it, it killed Kobe. Yeah. It killed Kobe. So, I'm just saying, which if another team gets him and it's not the Warriors, I wouldn't be surprised if they bench him longer than they need to, you know? Yeah, no. Just to I be mean, safe. Just to be safe. Well, that's kind of the whole thing with uh, Kawhi. You know, I've seen a lot of things about... Um, San Antonio, like they wanted Kawhi to come back so bad, but according to them, which I this I'm not saying this because I think it like it doesn't make me question his character or as a teammate or anything like that. But apparently, he was refusing to come back because he knew he wasn't healthy, and they were trying to force him to come back and play, and he said no. So like it's kind of like the opposite situation where like you know, I feel like Golden State probably was like no you know you know we don't really we don't have to have you back if you're not ready and Katie was probably pushing for it it's probably the opposite for San Antonio they were probably begging him to come back and he's like I'm just not healthy enough so I don't know how much that would affect him going into next year because you know obviously it took Kawhi a long time to recover from his injury not that it was the exact same injury oh, but no. he waited till he was completely healthy and now look at how much it has helped out the Raptors look at where they are now or look oh, at right. where they are now. It's like you when know? the trade went they down waited. between him and DeMar DeRozan last summer. It's like, it's almost like people had forgotten how good Kawhi was because he hadn't played in a year. You know what I mean? Yeah, people wanted to question it just because he hasn't been out for so long. But I mean, it's not like it was his fault. He got hurt. Yeah, I mean, exactly. And, and of course, he's lighting it up now. But, oh, um, yeah. The guy's while, unreal. He's top five the, for sure. Yeah, while we're on the topic, uh, Anthony Davis still wants out of New Orleans. And I Dude, think I read, LA. yeah, I think I read that it was either L.A. or the Knicks. That's where he wants to go. L.A. So, I think he wants to go to L.A. bad. But I kind of don't want to talk about A.D. I kind of want to talk about the Pelicans because they're in a really interesting position since they won the okay. lottery. So what about like what what kind of situation are they in if they trade Anthony Davis and they and they I end mean, up with Zion? They're I mean they're still going to get Zion, um, but Zion is basically just going to be. Not that I think he'll be the same player, but he's going to be in the same situation as Anthony. He's going to, I mean, he's going to have no help and the, the team's not going to progress any. It's just going to be like where Anthony Davis was. Anthony Davis is a fantastic player. He's a superstar stuck in a uh, situation that he couldn't really help. Well, think I about think it. that's where Zion would be stuck. But you got to think, if they trade Anthony Davis, they're going to get a haul. They might get a good player. They might get some good picks, you know? Yeah, Honestly, no, that's fair. That's what I'm saying is like it's not just Zion that they're getting and they're losing Anthony Davis. They could be getting Zion and a whole lot more, you know? Well, I guess I don't know. See, I don't know who it's going to be. I don't know I don't know what team it's going to be. See if it's uh the Lakers are probably just going to give up a lot of their young players, which that was what they tried to do last year and it just didn't work out. Don't really know what that was all about, you know. We never really got a confirmation, but it sounded to me like the GM of the uh, Pelicans at the time—I can't remember his name off the top of my head—but he was just kind of being stubborn about. It. I was like, I don't really want the Lakers to get him. That was really all it was about. He had an incredible deal for all those players just for Anthony Davis, and he wouldn't take it because he was being stubborn. That's why he lost his job. Hey, so, I'm okay with it. <laughs> I mean, I don't know, dude. I think they'll probably get a lot of great players, but. I mean, look at it now. If LeBron can't make it to the playoffs with him, I mean, dude, it's, Zion's not LeBron. 
So how much difference is it actually going to make? You know, if like that is if the Lakers does, uh, if the Lakers do end up being the team that they trade for or they trade with, and they get uh, several of their young players. I mean, how much difference is that going to make New Orleans? I just don't think like it's not like the Lakers are going to be the Pelicans. You know what I mean? Like it's not the whole team, and the coaching is different. And this package, if they offer them another one for Anthony Davis, it's not going to be the same thing. Especially uh, it's not going to be that, near as big. Oh, I it might be. Who knows? I wouldn't think so. I don't think they'd give up all those players like they would well, mid-season. Then again, Magic Johnson ain't with the Lakers anymore, so yeah, know, no one's no one's going to offer them a brain dead deal. You know? Yeah, no, that was stupid to begin with. I look. I I don't want to go off on a tangent. I just don't think he did a very good job. No, with, I don't think so Lakers. either. It it didn't seem like it, and I do think there there was a lot to it, but it was really just a big name. You know what I mean? That's all oh, yeah. it really was. I I just mean like what I feel like there were more qualified people, and obviously that's just a feeling. But what did Magic Johnson do to progress his career to become a general manager? You know, I mean he played basketball. I mean that's all he, he played basketball for the Lakers is what he did. Not you know I say that like it was a bad thing. No, he was incredible. He's Hall of Fame. But of course, I don't I, know if he did anything that should show that he should be a GM. Very few players end up being incredible GMs. You know, you, you got some diamonds in the rough, like, you know, John Elway for the Broncos, which is, he's been incredible for the Broncos, I think. But usually it doesn't just work. It just doesn't work out like that, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I suppose. I, I just, I feel like a lot of times the Homer picks, it's just not the way to go, you know? And no, a lot of times, I, no, I agree. Well, I mean, if you look at it, all the, like most of the greatest head coaches and, some of the greatest general managers in any sport were not really that good of players, you know? Yeah. Like, I mean, look at Nick Saban or Bill Belichick or Mike Mayock or, I mean, just the list goes on. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, exactly. It's usually the people that didn't go to the Hall of Fame in their uh, respective sport or whatever they were coaching, player, whatever it may be. Right. So, I mean, none of that matters. So, I just mean, like, don't go name hunting Find someone with a resume that fits, you know? Hey, U.S. Yeah. scored again. <laughs> Dude, gosh, the game hadn't been on that long. No, we're in the 30, this 32nd minute. That's when this one was scored. Dang, dude. <laughs> well, uh, Rip Tyler. Who was it this time? This was uh, Lindsey Horan. Lindsey Horan, okay. I don't know. But, yeah, so 3 so, U.S. Well, and that brings a question to me, or, uh, yeah, that I have for you kind of around this situation. Do you think that Rob Polinka will come up with a much better deal? Or do you think he'll even push it as hard as it seemed like Magic was pushing it, or at least that we were told Magic was pushing it? I think at this point he has more leverage than Magic had. You think so? Uh, yeah, just from the simple fact that he's not Magic, and I think the the, the Pelicans, they, they know that. So like they know he's not going to offer them as big of a deal. Like maybe this is just gut feeling. I could just be, you know, I could just be rambling, but I feel like he has the leverage in the situation and he can give them a much lower offer and it'll look better now than it did. Yeah. Because like he can come back and say, Hey, we offered you this stuff. He said, It wasn't me, but we offered you a ton and you didn't take it, and that's not our fault, you know? Yeah. No, that's true. But if 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 what they're saying is true and it's between the Lakers and the Knicks for the trading battle, you gotta think the Lakers had the advantage, right? Um, I, I mean, would think so. Yeah, maybe. Unless the Knicks traded like Dennis Smith and someone else, but you know, right? 
Yeah, no, I see what you're saying. Yeah, I'm not. I just don't know if the Lakers are going to have all that firepower that they did in the regular season. Like, I just don't know if anybody's that interested in such a big deal now. I really don't. Honestly, I think assets are more the way to go. Like, yeah, I was yeah, going to say draft picks, dude. Yeah, like trade, you know, trade maybe like Kuzma and, you know, someone else. I wouldn't even trade Lonzo because I don't think the Pelicans want him. But Probably not. But then, you know, trade a few first. It's not like you've had him the last five years anyway. And yeah. then... Uh, and just go from there, because if you got LeBron and Anthony Davis, then you can kind of build around with some lesser people, you know. Yeah. Uh, and you know, I'm not. I mean, that that's kind of the story of LeBron's career. But I mean, when you're paying so much for two players, it's just going to happen, you know. Yeah, and you know, it makes me think about it though. How? Because you know, I saw the whole thing after they got the number one pick in the lottery, and all these people were like, "Okay, well, now is Anthony going to stay? Has he changed his mind? If they get, you know, Zion." So I saw this whole thing about David Griffin went to go meet uh, with Anthony, talked to him about trying to change his mind. Apparently that didn't change his mind. The guy still wants out of New Orleans. Dude, just a side note, I can't believe he's only like, what, 26? Oh, yeah, no, he's super young. Yeah, I mean, (laughs) that's like almost a rookie in the NFL. So, I mean, yeah, he's he's, he's still got a long time. That's what I mean is like he's in his prime right now, but like just barely, you know? Like, yeah, oh yeah, he's he got get better. Exactly, he's got so many more years to progress. Because yeah. I mean, look at what LeBron's been doing in his thirties, dude. It's unreal. What he was born—I mean, what is he was born in? Um, well, he's twenty-six. So he was born in ninety-three, right? Yeah, I think so. He's from—I want to say—I've seen that he's from Chicago. So if he's from Chicago, do you think there's any chance that they'll um, that they'll put him in uh, Chicago for the Bulls? Honestly, that'd be pretty cool to see. You know, see, I don't know if this is where he wants to go. I haven't seen any reports that he wants to be in Chicago, but well, I see, mean, to me, it's kind of weird that the Lakers and the Knicks are his two choices. I guess the Knicks because they'll pay him, and the Lakers because of LeBron. But I mean, like, if it were between Chicago and New York, and I'm from Chicago, you got to think Chicago would be like a better choice, right? Because it's not like either team is really better than the other. The Bulls and the Knicks are both kind of sorry, you know? Yeah. Yeah, no, and plus you could be close to home where you're from. Exactly. And honest, I mean, if, you, if you're if you Anthony Davis, no matter what team you're going to, they're going to pay you, you know? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because Dude, you don't I let mean, a player Anthony like Anthony Davis, Davis walk out the door. I mean, obviously the situation with the Pelicans is different because he's under contract, but, like, the Pelicans would have paid him if he wanted to stay, you know? Oh, absolutely. They'd give him so much money if he wanted to resign. They were probably begging him to resign. There's no telling how much money they probably put on the table. As much as they could throw at him. I'm absolutely sure he's one of the best. Yeah, absolutely. But, I mean, the whole thing's a mess, really. Honestly, all we can do is wait and see what's going to go on. Zion's actually at their facility today, talking okay. to the Pelicans and working out for them. Yeah. I hope he doesn't pull like pull anything and go back to Duke. I just don't want to see that. I don't want to deal I with that. I don't think he'll do that. I, do you think there's a chance he'll do that? There were reports that came out shortly after the Pelicans won the lottery, and I'm sure Zion wasn't super happy that the Pelicans won it. But you know, I mean, like if you're gonna think, oh, I could either live in New York or New Orleans, I mean, it's 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 subjective. But I mean, I mean you gotta I think like most, you're, de- you're going New York. Yeah, if you're a, if you're a ball player of any sport and you're offered to play in New York, that's a huge market, you know. 
Absolutely. Yeah, it's one of the biggest. Actually, it might be the biggest now that I think about it. That's why there's so much attention there. That's why the Knicks have been bad for so long, but they're still the most valuable franchise, you know? Yeah. So, I get it. I just hope it doesn't happen. I hope they take Zion and he goes to the Pelicans, you know? Like, that's what I want to see. Yeah, I don't know if I necessarily want to see him in New Orleans, but I definitely think that's what's going to happen. I think I'd rather see him in a bigger market. I know you disagree. You don't like big market teams for some reason, but well, I'd love to see him in a big market. I think that'd be really, really exciting. It could make so much money for the league, too. I just think some of the big market teams in the NBA, um, like, just like, think, look at the, Cel- the Celtics and the Lakers. It's the same reason I don't want the Anthony Davis to go to the Lakers. It's like, they've had such a good history that they don't need any more. And what's what's wrong with that? I don't know. It just I don't understand parody. the problem. It's like, it's the same reason that you don't want the Warriors to win, right? We don't want the good no. to be good for that long. Um, and it's like, yeah. But I know I know that statement directly contradicts what I said about the Warriors. But it's like, I want I want the Warriors to lose, just not the not to the Raptors. You know what I mean? I don't yeah. want the La- the Lakers to win either. So, uh, well, I, I don't it's know not necessarily. It's not necessarily that I want the Lakers to win as a franchise. It's that I want LeBron to get a chance to win another ring. And for some fair. reason, people for some reason people are trying to discredit him because he only has three rings. Like he didn't just go up against the greatest team of all time, like four years in a row in the finals. Like I don't get that at all. Well, but that's that's another story. It's look to me. It's the same reason that people want to see the Patriots lose. They just want something different, you know. And it's good for oh, the yeah, sport to have parity. Different. Because if you have different teams playing each other in the Super Bowl every year, there's no telling what you're going to get. But if you see, you know, the Patriots playing, you know, the Seahawks or the Broncos or whatever, it's like you kind of know what you're going to get, you know? Yeah, I think so. So um, speaking of something different, um, we have a listener question that I thought was pretty good. And uh, it kind of talks about something different, Uh, maybe things that could be different in the future for the NFL. So the question is, who will take the biggest leap in year two? Baker Mayfield, Sam Darnold, or Josh Allen? Do you want to take that one first, Trey? Yeah, sure. I think the wording of this question is important. Who will take the biggest leap? Okay. Baker Mayfield set the bar pretty high for himself, so my answer would be Sam Darnold. Okay. I think he has the most room to... Well, Josh Allen has the most room to improve, but I think Sam Darnold will have the most improvement in year two. Uh, I think Baker Mayfield will improve, but if you're looking at like a margin of how much better they're going to do, I think Darnold with Le'Veon, you know, like he has a stable running game now, you know, hopefully. Yeah. I think he has the uh, the biggest room to improve. But then again, you could also argue Baker because you've got OBJ and Kareem Hunt and he's still got Nick Chubb running the ball and, uh, you, you know. Yeah. No, so I think for my answer, I kind of th- saw it the same way you did. I was like, you know, I do think year two, Baker is going to be the better player. But like you said, he said the bar so high. I mean, yeah, he's going to do better probably now that he has OBJ. That's going to be awesome. He's going to have Kareem Hunt. And what he gets I think to play is, a full season. Yeah, and what it's going to be, um, I think it's an eight-game suspension for Hunt, something like that. Yeah, it's eight games. Yeah, so obviously I think they'll improve. I think he'll have a better season than last year, even though I thought he had a great rookie year anyway. And like you said, he'll get to start all 16 games. Well, we assume he will. And so I will go with Sam Darnold. I think he'll improve the most. He'll take the biggest leap. 
But, dude, I mean, at the same time, I will be honest, I was hesitant about it. Because, I mean, what's he going to do? He's got Robbie Anderson and Jamison Crowder. I mean, I'm not going to sit here and act like his receiving core is all-star. I really won't. And then Le'Veon Bell, he's fantastic, obviously, and that's going to help out so much. But, I mean, I don't think I ever considered the um, – I don't ever think I ever considered the Bills with Josh Allen. I mean, they do have Cole Beasley. He's really, really good. But, I mean, it's not like he's someone who's just incredible now either. You know, he was a great player for the Cowboys – but he's not anything that's incredible. I'm I'm gonna look up their um their uh, receiving core. What they got? Um, let me see. Well, I, I just want to say. Oh, go ahead. You found it. Yeah, I was looking it up like literally as I was saying it. They got Cole Beasley, David Sills, DeQuill Williams, and Isaiah Avery. Those are just a few on the top of the list. Yikes. Dude, I just don't see Josh Allen making heads and strides with those people. And plus. Yeah. At the same time, I don't know if he's going to start all 16 games anyway. Really? I mean, I don't know, dude. What if he gets hurt? What if he's not that good? I mean, I've never seen anything from Josh Allen that makes me think he's just going to be incredible. Okay, the way I look at Josh Allen's situation is he played good enough last year to warrant starting. It's like he didn't, you know, he didn't play lights out, but he wasn't awful. He was a lot better than a lot of quarterbacks in the NFL last year. That's the way I look at it. He wasn't a liability to his team. I mean, I definitely don't think Matt Barkley or Tyree Jackson are going to be like incredible, you yeah. know. But I also don't know if Josh Allen's going to be that great either. He, he's not my favorite quarterback for sure, but you I know, do like Baker and Sam a lot. And, and with Sam Darnold, you got to think like, yeah, his receivers aren't great either. But Le'Veon Bell has a huge impact in the receiving game too. You know, yeah, he's he a huge threat out of the backfield. He had like what six, seven hundred yards in the air one year. Oh, yeah. No, dude, the guy's unreal. And that's going to, like I said at the beginning, that's going to be huge for his um, confidence probably and for his playing ability. Uh, it's going to bo- boost his numbers a ton. But I just don't know if they're going to be incredible. I think the uh, I think Baker with the Browns are going to be a lot better. But I do think as far as biggest leap, like you said, the way he worded it, I would have to say Sam Darnold. A, a lot of because of the um, acquisition of Le'Veon. Yeah, and I think that's just the simplest way we can put it. It's going to open up the field so much for Sam Darnold. And, uh, but, you know, at the same time, Baker Mayfield, it's like he had great weapons last year, but now it's just it's on a different level. Like They're kind of at the point where they could have the best offense in the NFL if, if everything works correctly. Oh, yeah, absolutely. They could be unreal, dude. Talent-wise, it's kind of stacked, which is weird to say. Yeah, and I have talked about it before. It's going to be interesting to see Freddie Kitchens with all those personalities, you know, a brand-new head coach with all those personalities in one locker room. So I really i am eager to see how it's going to work out because obviously, like you just said, they've got the talent, dude. It's on the paper. It's just going to be can it transition to the field and, um, you know, keep their heads on straight. Exactly, because, I mean, Jarvis, OBJ, um, and, and Baker, they're all – they have all got really loud personalities. You know what I mean? Yeah, so and then you like, got this whole thing with Kareem, too. You just got to hope that for their situation, that if things start going bad, they don't start butting heads, you know? Yeah. And like, see, I think we've seen that from players in that locker room before, too. Yeah, like, I think, uh, I mean, obviously you have OBJ with the whole kicking net thing. You remember that? Uh, I mean, how could you forget it? Exactly. That's what I'm saying. It's like losing a game, so let's uh, things aren't going your way. So you fight inanimate objects on the sideline. (laughs) 
But Dude, I don't know. I, I'm excited to see it, though. But yeah, to the answer to the question, I guess I'll say Sam Darnold. Sam Darnold. That's a loose answer. Like, I, that is a very loose answer. Uh, honestly, I was surprised at how good that class ended up being. Like, I mean, you still oh, had Josh. Yeah. Josh Rosen's also going into year two, I guess, but I don't He'll think, be in Miami, though. Yeah, I don't really expect much. You think they'll give him a chance? You think he'll get uh, 16 games? Or, ah, uh, there ain't no way he'll get 16 no, games. I, I don't Ryan think. But do you think he'll play? Start, Ryan Fitzpatrick's going to start the season, and then when Fitz tragic happens and he gets benched, then Josh Rosen will come in about week six. Well, everybody knows it's going to be Fitz magic the first five games. I know, and then things everybody are going to fall apart. Everybody knows that. I can't wait for Fitz magic. It's my favorite holiday. <laughs> Dude, I love it too, honestly. It's so entertaining watching like, him the first five know, games of the season. I do not know why, like... Every year I play fantasy football. Why do I never pick up Ryan Fitzpatrick for the first five weeks? I don't know. Why? Dude, you could easily drop him, too, as soon as he starts being crap again. Exactly, because he's not going to get good again that season. Maybe next year, you know? I mean, I don't know, dude. I love it. I love Fitzpatrick, too. Talk about a personality. Honestly. The guy's hilarious. Yeah, and he, I mean, he just seems really genuine because, you know, like, I know they mention Ryan Fitzpatrick. He's from Harvard. They say it a million times. But the cool thing to me about that is that a, it's Ivy League football, so it's not like it's you know incredible football. And then he translated fairly well into the NFL. He's made a good career for himself. But also because they don't give out scholarships to play football in the Ivy League. Do you know that? No, I actually did not know that. So he went to Harvard and not on an athletic scholarship, and then made his way to the NFL. That's pretty nuts to me. Yeah, no, that's pretty crazy. I did not realize that. Yeah, the more you know. Thank you for sharing. <laughs> Fun facts with Trey. <laughs> Yeah, so thank you so much for uh, answer, or sending us a question. We'd love to hear it. Um, DM us if you got a question, topic, uh, Instagram, at CouchTakes, Twitter, at Couch underscore Takes. We love answering these questions. It's really, it helps us communicate more, and we try to come up with the best answers we possibly can. Yeah, and if you got any suggestions for anything on the format or anything you want to hear us talk about, of course, like we say, just hit us up. We'll do our best. Andrew, you got anything else? Yeah, thank you so much for listening, guys. I hope you enjoyed it. Uh, tune in next week. We'll get right back with you, and uh, have a great week. God bless. See y'all.